Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Do I have so much fun stuff to share with all you guys? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I got to tell you, I'm a little bit uh, flustered at the moment. <laughs> I'm Coulter Nuanas, by the way. We are broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. I When I start getting ideas, uh, I just start kind of rolling. And my idea machine in uh, in my head... Is pretty hard to turn off. <laughs> and so then I come up with these grandioso plans of what I'm going to do for this show and for Skyline Sports. And they seem so great when I start doing them. And they always end up just great. And I always enjoy it retrospectively. But in the midst of it, man, it, it's tough. And I was, I'm mostly just uh, laughing and, and uh, thinking about uh, just myself here because... It is really funny. I've always thought, and I've always said this, that the the art and craft, both, of sports media, whether it's as a sports writer or as a radio guy doing a talk show as well, there's so many applicable crossovers with sports. Um, 
repetition makes you better. The, the more you practice, the better you're going to get. It's like Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach, said to me earlier this week. He said, my goal is for my guys to know exactly what they're doing and then play as fast as they can. That's exactly how it is when you're a sports writer. Know exactly what you're doing. Write as fast as you can. Radio. Know exactly what you're doing. You don't necessarily want to talk as fast as you can. I actually get I have a bad habit of doing that, so I always have to tell myself, breathe and slow down. But regardless... Um, what the point I'm making is it's been two years since we've had real football season in the state of Montana, and gosh, I feel like it's been two years. I am a rusty guy <laughs> right about now, so uh, bear with me. But it, it will be worth all of the time and effort because uh, we have a phenomenal slate of interviews for you coming up, not just today, but tomorrow and uh, Friday as well, as it is now officially game week uh, for both Montana and Montana State. Also, high school football raging around the state of Montana. The NFL is on the horizon. The NFL just eight days away, so cannot wait for that uh, either. Uh, so we we have a ton of stuff to get to, and uh, it, it should be a really fun show and uh, really happy and excited uh, to share it with uh, all of you fine people. Who are we going to hear from today? Well, we're going to hear from just about everybody that contributes to this show and uh, excited to get into it. But we are going to share each Wednesday now. We are either Wednesday or Thursday. It just depends on the day. But we will have a new Big Sky Breakdown, our long-standing podcast. I think actually we're creeping up on about nine years for the Big Sky Breakdown, uh, which is a uh, Cool for sure. I believe it's the longest standing and uh, longest running podcast, sports podcast in the state of Montana. So happy about that. We started the Big Sky Breakdown long before uh, we ever even started um, this show or even Skyline Sports either. So uh, it's uh, been a, a labor of love for sure. But each week we'll record a Big Sky Breakdown with some commentary about Grizz football. And each week we'll record a Big Sky Breakdown with some commentary on Bobcat football. Then, either Wednesday or Thursday, depending on when we get those all produced and, and cut up and, and ready for you, we'll also play little excerpts on this show. So, appreciate Blackfoot Communications, and we'll do that today to start things out. Big Sky Breakdown with Brooks Nuanas, talking some Bobcat football and some uh, Big Sky Breakdown with Andrew Houghton. We did our Grizz by the Numbers last night. A little confusing because Brooks and I used to live together in Bozeman for years. Now, Andrew and I live together in Missoula, so a little easier for Andrew and I to do some late-night podcasting as we did last night. And uh, Brooks, we had to catch him on the phone today. Day. So we'll start out with Andrew, our Grizz by the Numbers podcast. Uh, just an excerpt from that. You can find the whole thing a little later on this evening on SkylineSportsMT.com. And then we'll hear from Brooks Nuanas some analysis about the Cats as they head to Wyoming as well. 4.30, we're going to hear from Bryce Carver, head coach for the Hamilton Bronx. He's doing a hell of a job down there. He's a Dillon native and a former Grizz wide receiver. And Hamilton's been really, really successful these last couple years. But they're sort of been right on the brink and haven't quite been able to break through. They've been to the quarterfinals, I think, every single year for about six years in a row. They've been to the semifinals most of those years. They played a state championship one year, but they have not been able to fully kick down the door and be that perennial power uh, that is is winning state championships. It's been hard to come by because Class A has been really competitive, but uh, Andrew Houghton, our new associate at ESPN Missoula and our old good buddy at Skyline Sports. He caught up with Bryce Carver a little bit earlier. Also, it's a Wednesday, so that means it's a Wing It Wednesday. 406-888-1029 is the number. All guests today will join us via the Regish Brothers RV phone line, and that's how you're going to get a hold of us. Either call or text to be a part of the show. Enter yourself to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. 
and get some fancy football advice. We're sort of remaking the Despo uh, Wing It Wednesday. Despo is absolutely the best wings in the city of Missoula for years and years and years as voted on by you the Missoula voting public. And so we will uh, give you some fancy football advice and a chance to win some wings here about 445. Top of the hour, excited about this. Our ESPN roundtable, like we do each and every Wednesday, features Kevin McKinney. Kevin McKinney is a longtime sports information director and uh, now a senior associate athletic director at uh, University of Wyoming. He's also the color commentary guy for the Cowboys. So we did not get any interviews from Wyoming side of things in terms of coaches or players this week. Craig Bull doesn't do one-on-one interviews, which I thought that was actually strange. Um, but I'm not here to digress down that path because I'll just get to rant and Raven. But uh, Craig Bull, not available. The players go on Mondays. I put my my interview request in over the weekend, but uh, didn't get around to get any players either. So whatever, I'm going to War Memorial Stadium. But we did track down Kevin McKinney, and he is a font of information. My goodness, this guy has stories upon stories upon stories. And then about 5.30, we'll hear from Cam Humphrey as a part of our Grizz Star of the Week, a new segment we have here on uh, Nuanez now. Cam Humphrey, the senior quarterback for the Montana Grizzlies, and a guy that's going home. He's from Issaquah, right outside Seattle, so he will make uh, his first start of his senior season uh, just up the road from where he grew up and where he played his high school football. So we'll look forward to that as well. Get things started, though, with Grizz by the numbers. Andrew Houghton and I broke it down for about an hour and 45 minutes last night. Number zero to number 99 on the Grizz roster. We'll give it to you, a two-part podcast. Uh, so hopefully you enjoy Grizz by the Numbers. But here is numbers 7 through 12, an excerpt from the Big Sky Breakdown, Grizz by the Numbers, Coulter Nuanas, Andrew Houghton. You can find the full thing, SkylineSportsMT.com, later on this evening. Number seven on offense. <laughs> I'll let you give your take about Gabe Solcer because uh, Gabe Solcer, to me, might actually have as much pressure on anybody on the team uh, on him because uh, Gabe Solcer is one of the most heralded guys to come out of Montana. He's been a fan favorite since the day he scored a touchdown in his first touch of his career during homecoming yep. when the Grizz were wearing those throwback coppers. And uh, But here he is now as a junior, and his career is half over, and he's had some unbelievable highlights, but he's got – Let's look at these career statistics. He's got nine total rushes and 26 total catches. So he's got 35 total touches for 502 yards and uh, six touchdowns. That's a, that's a great per touchdown per yeah. touch touchdown rate. But you know, nine receptions, nine receptions, eight receptions. I mean, it's a caveat too because eight catches, 145 yards, and two touchdowns in Montana's two spring games. So. You know, I know those statistics count, but does that not actually in like real big sky? A lot of lot of like caveats tagged onto those. That's games. right. So he really only has like twenty five t- touches in his uh, time in Montana. So you know, he's got all of the ability in the world, but I just think it's now or never. Like if he's going to be like this guy, like to be a legend at Montana, you got to be like a two time first team All Big Sky guy. So he's got to go this year and next left, year. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's interesting because everybody else's clock seems, seems to have been slowed down, and you look at guys, and you're like, well, how is this guy still a redshirt freshman? Right. And Solskjaer seems to be the complete opposite. You're sure. like, how is this guy a junior? My take on him is that there's a world, there's one branch of the multiverse, Yeah. where he's just the most famous person in the state of Montana this fall. <laughs> it's because he has, he has the talent to... He plays in such a fan-friendly way. Oh, Absolutely. He's every mom's favorite player, period. As soon as they see Gabe Salser, you got a little guy who just runs away from everybody. And, oh, my God, he's going to get killed. But he's Jerry Lou McGee, but with more shifty and more Better, speed. Yeah. 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 
And he he's a legitimate, like, he is not scared to make catches in traffic. He has really good hands, really good ball skills, really good body awareness. He can just be such a weapon. And it's the thing where, like, oh, he returns two punts for touchdowns in the opener and just keeps up that pace. And all of a sudden, that is the only person that you hear about. And he's just the most famous person in the state because he's, you know, he's a billing senior guy. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in the state has known about him since he was, what, a junior in high school? Probably sophomore in high school. Yeah. He's a legacy guy. I mean, his sister is one of the greatest track athletes in the history of the state of Montana. She's still the record holder in the 100-meter dash. His dad, Mark, played for the Grizz. Like, he's, you know, they, they got all the things going on for the Sulcers. He has to do it, like you said. It's now or never. And the problem is just going to be, can he stay on the field? Number eight on offense, Daniel Britt, a 5'11", 185-pound quarterback, true freshman out of Las Vegas, Nevada, Liberty High School. Uh, he first became a legend in that neck of the woods by taking out Bishop Gorman, who's basically won every single game, every single state championship in Nevada for 10 years straight. And uh, they took him down, Liberty High School did. Britt is uh, its funny watching him at practice, man, because he's a gamer. He's talented. Yeah. He's so small. They make him go against the ones at least twice every single practice just so they can beat his ass, basically. And, uh, you know, it's funny the way they're treating him like a freshman. I was out in practice today. Uh, if you're listening afterwards, that today is August 31st, or uh, the Tuesday of the first game week. And uh, Cam Humphrey, Chris Brown, and uh, Robbie Patterson all had these new quarterback jerseys on. They're black with, like, this these white trim on them. Huh. Daniel Britt's still wearing the white one. They don't give the freshman the special quarterback jersey. So it's, it's just typical Bobby Houck stuff. But, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I think Britt, I, he looks like he's got the want to. It's just hard to evaluate because basically every time he plays against the ones, they just beep him up. So I don't really know. It'll make him better, though. Yeah, I think he's I think he's game enough to deal with it. I think he's damn good, man. He's yeah. He made a throw on a rollout a couple weeks ago where I was watching a practice rolled right dropped it 40 yards downfield. I mean, I think he's got all the talent. I think he's a kid who, you know, fans will really like if yeah. he ever gets to play. Yeah, for sure. Number eight on defense, Corbin Walker. To me, uh, his talent has been apparent since he came in out of Hazen uh, Senior High School in Renton, Washington. Uh, but I, he, to me, he's, he, I think he's the biggest surprise of camp. I, I knew he was going to be in the mix. I did not think he was going to be, like, the number one corner. Like, when they are going ones-on-ones, he's guarding Sammy and Kim. He, and he's loving it. He wants the challenge. And they brought multiple FBS guys in sure. to try to take that spot. Yep. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah, no, he's it's more than he, he's he's talented. He can run. Uh, he's got good ball skills. He's got good hips. But his number one attribute is a, he's, he's a dog. Like he he's he not only is he matched up with a Kim, like he wants it. He's like talking Beep. every time he breaks up a pass. Like he's. He's a dog, and I think he's they a, love it. He's a really good athlete, too. Like, he he's, is. he's really fast. No, he's really fast, for sure. Yeah, on sportsmt.com, you can find the whole thing a little bit later on this evening. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Big Sky Breakdown excerpts here on Nuana is now. Next, we're going to talk about the Montana State game against uh, Wyoming. With my brother Brooks, here's just a piece of analysis as we break down the Bobcat offense as MSU heads to Laramie on Saturday. Jeff Choate yeah, said this uh, to me uh, on and off the record about Justice Perkins. He said, hey, he doesn't look like much when he walks through the door, but he keeps knocking people on their ass. And so I do think he is a, a tough guy. I think he's an aggressive guy. And uh, as we've seen over and over and over and over and over again, 
the guys that it means the most to almost always have at least a chance to succeed if they have any physical capabilities. And Justice Perkins, I know it means the world to him. A kid from Bozeman High School who grew up in Bozeman, the son of a former Bobcat and Josh Perkins, who, by the way, Montana State does such a great job with their videos and their multimedia and all that stuff. I know Garrett Becker and his team, I mean, they're among the best in the country, man. Montana State's so lucky to have those guys because they do killer content. I'm always watching it on Twitter and online. But the the show they came up with a couple years ago, spearheaded by one of our good buddies and uh, former Bobcat himself, Matt Brownlow, uh, the tiny trucks, big cats and tiny trucks. It's fun, man. It's a fun series. But they got Brownlow's now uh, working all over the state, so he's not in Bozeman anymore. So they got Josh Perkins hosting it. And what a good addition, man. Perk is a great addition to the, the Bozeman community. I've only talked to him a couple times, but I've heard so many things about just how valuable he is. And it is, it's essential, man. Like when you have minority kids living in a, a not very diverse community like Bozeman, it's essential to have elders there that are not just, uh, you know, that, that, that aren't just just part of the football program. Guys in the community that can help uh, some of the African-American kids on Montana State navigate the water. So uh, awesome to have a liaison like Josh Perkins, Justin per- Justice Perkins' father there uh, in Bozeman. And go check out that, that little YouTube series because it's fun. They're just three-minute videos, but they get uh, a lot of good content. Uh, moving on from some more position groups uh, for MSU, let's talk about the wide receivers. They have some guys that have some quote-unquote experience in terms of playing in games, but not a ton of balls coming their way because Montana State, when they threw it, pretty much threw it to Travis Johnson and Kevin Cassis back in 2019. Uh, but Lance McCutcheon's a senior. Coy Steele's a, a program guy who's definitely fought his way and, and, and was actually really productive during 2019. Uh, uh, Willie Patterson's always seemed to be the, the talk of the offseason, but has never really been able to stay healthy. And then you got some of the up-and-comers like Jalen Smith and Charles Brown. Uh, one note, Nate Stewart, the grad transfer from Akron, he is out indefinitely. Uh, he suffered some sort of injury that's going to keep him out at least a couple months, Brent Began mentioned at his press conference. So that is a loss because he was expected to be a veteran guy, a transfer from Akron who uh, was very productive in the MAC, And so that hurts him. But uh, where are we at with the Bobcat receivers? I think Nate Stewart's a pretty big loss, man. I mentioned on a podcast earlier this year that when you go watch that position group, there's a couple guys that pop, but he might be number one. Um, but after that, it's Jaden Smith. And, you know, Jaden Smith is a really impressive young talent, one of the more uh, pro-looking receivers I've seen at Montana, Montana State in the last four or five years. Um, he kind of has the Sammy Kim body over at Montana. All of 6'6", chiseled, physical, can go up and high point the football. Um, I think he's a really talented player. But then he mentioned the Coy Steele and Willie Patterson of the world. Guys that in this offense, when you are running and pounding the football, I think you do want to get some short crossing routes, some short intermediate routes. I think that that is where Coy Steele and Willie Patterson thrive. I think that that is where the last couple of years, the Bobcats, the balls that they were completing were shot plays. Travis Johnson especially, but even Kevin Castle, so you think of more of a possession style receiver, maybe a guy that's going to have a high volume of targets, was catching more balls downfield. So I think that for the Bobcats to have success, I know we'll probably jump at a tight end, but you look at some of those intermediate to crossing routes that will have be successful to kind of loosen up the coverage a little bit and make that box a little lighter for the powerful running game they do have. One note, um, Andrew Patterson, a true freshman, is making the trip to Wyoming, and Brent Began mentioned that he will likely not redshirt moving forward depending on injury. There is that four-game buffer, which is a new rule, I believe, in the last, I think it's been two full seasons of having that rule. And you, you can correct me if I'm wrong there, Coulter. But that, that now going into, the, into a season where you do have true freshmen playing early, there is that buffer where if they get an injury or you decide to redshirt them, that you can still do that with up to four full games played. So Andrew Patterson, a guy, 
only 5'10", 170 pounds. We'll see if he can contribute, especially being on a two-deep roster. Uh, and then you also got to think of guys like the Bozeman native Lance McCutcheon, who has always been a downfield threat, a guy who's caught some long touchdowns in his career, but likely add depth into that mix. Uh, but overall, Montana State receivers continue to have talent. You know, you look at the group during practice, you watch them go through drills, individual drills, as well as team things. They look like a talented group, but have not been able to produce at a very high level. Uh, not a lot of games won on the backs or the shoulders of that group. I do like what Justin Udy, former offensive coordinator for Montana State, has moved over to wide receivers coach. I like what Justin Udy has brought to that, t- to that group. Very high energy. He has accepted that role uh, at a very high level. Uh, great drills. A former quarterback, he can wing that ball in there himself to you know kind of run those wide receiver drills. I like what that group has brought, and a little bit of senior leadership. And you see a guy like Jaden Smith take a little bit of a leadership role as well. The future's bright. Depends if the quarterback can get them the football, especially schematically what that looks like. Yet to be seen from Montana State. Let's talk tight ends. They got one of every shape and size. They got six foot four, two hundred sixty-five pound Ryan Davis out of Billings. They got five foot nine, two hundred forty pound R.J. Fitzgerald out of Dillon. They got six foot two, two hundred thirty pound Derek Snell out of uh, Alaska. And then they got Trayton Pickering, who's the best looking one out of all of them. Uh, and then they got Ryan Lonergan, who might be the most athletic and the most modern quote unquote style tight end they got in the program as well. Montana State forever was just a factory when it came to tight ends whether it was uh, Brandon Bostic or Blake Wolf or uh, Joe Schreibeis or Stephen Foster, Kyle Beggar, Tia Salanoa, uh, Bo Sandlin. I mean, every single one of those guys I just named we came one after the other. Every single one of them was an all-conference tight end. And uh, we haven't seen a tight end do much of anything in a long time at Montana State. So do you think, think the offensive scheme change has a chance to at least get some of these guys involved in the offense? Gosh, Colt, I don't know how it can't, man. I mean, it's going to kill me if it doesn't. It just seems at some point how vital is the tight end role. I mean, in football, anyone who's played at any kind of high level, that can even just be a varsity football in Montana at any class knows that the tight ends are some of the best athletes on the team. Some of the most well-rounded individuals. They're big guys, but they're skill guys. They're fat guys, but they're athletic guys. They have the entire gamut covered. They're basketball players because they're often tall. But they put their hand in the dirt and they can pretty much block like offensive line. What more would you want from a group of athletes than to have guys get rewarded with the ball coming their way, being able to, to produce for a team, especially in the red zone, which, as you've mentioned with some of those all-conference players, have been so successful. I think that the scheme would have to, at some point, not under a Jeff Choate um, hierarchy, at some point have to lean on the tight end more. You mentioned some of those players like Derek Snell, who is a dynamic athlete. I watched Derek Snow. I played golf behind Derek Snow and Trenton Pickering for 18-hole round this year and watched them both swing a club very fluidly, very athletic, both big guys who can put their hand in the dirt but can also catch the football. Ryan Lonergan was a star as a freshman during practice. He was one of those guys that popped. You could see how bright his future was. And then Ryan Davis is going to be a classic H-back, a guy that puts his nose, puts hat on a hat and gets the job done, especially in the run game. I think it's one of their strongest groups leadership-wise. Talent-wise and future talent-wise, uh, they have players across the gamut. You'd hope the scheme starts to impl- starts to include them again, loosen up the box for the running game. It only makes sense. 
Big Sky Breakdown presented by Blackfoot Communications. Thanks to Blackfoot for all their support in all our podcast endeavors, whether it's the Big Sky Breakdown or Catching Up with the Cats or the Nuanas Now podcast or Grizz Greats, all of the above. Blackfoot's been tremendous in helping us keep our podcast network rolling along. And uh, for any and all of your telecommunication needs, Blackfoot Communications is your go-to experts. Let's talk a little bit about the running backs. Isaiah Fonse is the headliner. I think Brett Vegan made an interesting comment to me, though. He said, to have a feature back, you can't have a feature back. You have to have a feature back that's got backups. Because if you just have a feature back, your feature back is what Isaiah Fonse is, which is 125 yards and a couple touchdowns and a bag of chips, but then... uh, two or three weeks on the IR. So uh, they got to keep this guy fresh, but it looks like they got a bunch of dudes behind him to keep him fresh. How deep can Montana State go at running back? They can go deep, man. You know, I, I think that they are dynamic across the board in that group. I love the young guys like Marius Hosey and Jahari Martin, both guys that might not see a ton of touches this year just due to the depth that we mentioned. I also like guys like Lane Sumner, who a lot of Montana State fans have seen. You know, Lane Sumner's a guy that... He's quicker than you think. He's bigger than you think. He's more powerful than you think. Uh, it's, the, it's the kind of player that not only provides depth to a team, but can also be a feature back when called upon. The kind of guy that continues to develop. Uh, a a program-style player that, if you needed to, could also probably catch punts and do all sorts of different things. But then you have kind of the, the shiny star that's behind uh, Isaiah Fonse, and that's Elijah Elliott. He is a true all-purpose back. He is the kind of guy that when you first saw him as a freshman, you wondered, is this just going to be a change of pace scat back, add a little bit of weight, really dynamic with his footwork. The guy can move side to side, back and forth. Uh, I believe he can catch the ball in the backfield. He's less of a bruiser than Ifonse is, but I love what Elijah Elliott brings to the table. I think he's going to get a lot of work this year. I could see him kind of teetering within that 100, 100 carry mark. Uh, you know, you look at a guy like Infanta, who's like you mentioned, a true workhorse, you know, a 20 carry a game kind of guy. I could see Elliott being, you know, almost half that. He's going to get eight to 10 carries a game, maybe not as much goal line work as Infanta, maybe not as much uh, true on-fire pace work like Infanta gets. If Infanta has got the hot hand, he's going to get the ball every single, every single play, rightfully so. You and I both agree not only just the bias that we get to watch him practice and watch him play, but that Isaiah Infante is the best running back in the Big Sky Conference. With a, in, within a conference that has quite a few good ones, Weber State's Josh Davis returns. Several different players around the conference return, but we still think that Isaiah Infante is the best one. So when you talk about depth, you talk about if you have the best one and you got a call behind him, you talk about serious depth. Yeah, and Alfonso is going to be a guy that benefited so much from this time off, too, because he was just sort of constantly banged up, never really actually hurt, but just sort of always healing something that takes a week or two that was nagging, and he would always come back early because he's tough, uh, but then he'd get you know, hit again, and I mean, he's he's not shying away from it. He's looking to hunt you down and run your ass over, so uh, it, it, I do. I think he's the best in the league as well, and Alonzo Gilliam, Josh da- Alonzo Gilliam, you see Davis, Josh D- uh, Davis at... Uh, uh, Weber State, uh, Marcus Knight when he's healthy at Montana. Those guys are all uh, among the premier backs uh, in in the country, honestly, at, at this level of football. So um, that's high praise for Afonso, to be sure. Uh, last position on the offense, then, the one that's been either feast or famine for Montana State for years and years and years. It's been either Travis Lule, Denarius McGee, or Dakota Prukap, three of the best in the history of the league, or it's been, you know, Everybody else who have been 
No good. And, uh, you know, a lot of programs don't build themselves to win with quarterbacks. Montana State's tried to gravitate away from that strategy. But the fact of the matter is, when Montana State has had one of, if not the best quarterback in the league, the Bobcats are the Big Sky champions. That's absolutely matter of fact. Travis Lule shared several Big Sky titles. Tadarius McGee won three. Dakota Prukop was in the mix for a, a couple before it kind of all fell apart on him. And everybody else... Not so much. And so I know that it's been something that under Jeff Choate, they didn't put a priority on. They wanted to win at an incredibly high level without the quarterback being a huge factor. They did win at a high level, to be sure, especially the last two years. But people around Bozeman are thirsty and hungry for good quarterback play. Matt McKay looks the part all day long. He comes with great prestige, uh, great pedigree. Uh, He is tall and athletic looking and uh, he's got a big arm and he's a looks like he's a great leader he's charismatic he's cool all of the above but he's got to prove it so I think this is a huge debut a huge showing for Matt McKay as he makes his first start as a Bobcat Saturday in Laramie it's huge man I mean he looks the part but you know he I've mentioned before I think he has a pretty good throwing motion but it's not it's not elite I think he's got pretty good body, but it's not elite. I think he's got really good athleticism, and it might be elite, but as of yet, I have not seen that elite athleticism. So does Matt McKay have all of those pieces? Well, as you mentioned, it's going to happen. It's gonna, we're going to know quick. You know, against a, a very talented Wyoming team, we'll be able to see kind of the, the level that Matt McKay rises to. Colton, you mentioned that people are starving for good quarterback play. You know, it's like, it's like watching a band that doesn't sing. You know, it's an instrumental five piece is sure enjoyable to listen to, but I think we all pay a little bit more money to, to, to watch the true vocal star. And that is what Montana state has been missing is that true next level leadership. We talk about quite a bit. Can you win the big side title without good quarterback play? I think you probably can, but can you win a national title without good quarterback play? I don't, I don't think you can. And that's where Montana state is striving. That's where they have been striving you know, for the better part of the last two decades, we talk all the time is, is, is it's not okay to go 500 in, 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 in conference play for Montana or Montana State. The goal is to win the Big Sky title, but the goal ultimately is to win a national championship. You don't get to be a number one seed in the entire – number the number one team in the entire country during Denarius McGee's tenure just to go lose in the quarterfinals. That's not really what these – school's expectations are or should be so the, the expectations for someone like matt mckay taking over from the entrenched starter tucker robig who was named a captain really interesting to see uh, a backup quarterback go out for coin toss every week we'll see how long that plays out and what that dynamic looks like the expectations for matt mckay are high um we'll have to see scheme wise as you mentioned most practices all scrimmages have been closed they open up about the first 30 minutes. So I have seen Matt McKay throw, you know, five, six times, um, not really in live situations. We'll see early and often, especially these first three weeks, what Matt McKay brings to the table, schematically how it fits his, his skill set uh, and, and how far that we believe that ceiling looks like. I believe Matt McKay's floor is relatively high. I don't know exactly where his ceiling rides right now. But overall, if the Bobcats want to go to a national championship, it'll, a lot will play onto Matt McKay's shoulders. Breakdown excerpts here on Nuanas Now. Go check out Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. It is Nuanas Now, broadcasting to you live on 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Bryce Carver, his Hamilton Brocks, off to a 1-0 start. What were some of the keys last week as they won their Cross Valley matchup against the Corvallis Blue Devils 
We'll hear from Coach Carver as part of our Coach's Corner. Keep it right here, ESPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. To more. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The first Treasure State Class AA prep football poll is out and the Spartans are back on top. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Missoula Sentinel, the 2020 Class AA State Champs, entered the season with a number two ranking, but following last Friday's 22 19 win over number one Billings West in a rematch of last year's state title game, the Spartans once again topped the poll, which is voted on by media members from around Montana. Helena High, which posted a 22 0 victory over Great Falls High, came in at number two in the first poll. West, which returns 11 All State players from last year's Class AA runner up squad, is number three in the poll, and the only team in the top five who lost in week one. Kalispell Glacier, a 52 0 winner over Belgrade, comes in at number four, and Billings Senior, who won 18 17 over Butte on a last second field goal, is number five. The University of Montana men's basketball team released a schedule flushed with home games earlier this week. The Grizz will open their season November 9th against Dickinson State in Dahlberg Arena. The Hawks are led by former Grizz Derek Selvig. The Grizz will also host the Zootown Classic, a multi team round robin tournament that will feature two games on each day, November 24th through the 26th. Montana, San Diego, UNC Wilmington, and Southern Miss are the four teams. Other Grizz home games include against Omaha November 20th and against Air Force December 8th. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Welcome back in. It's Nuana's Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for spending some time with us on your Wednesday. Hope everybody's having an outstanding day. I'm hitting the road tomorrow morning, heading on over to Bozeman for a day, and then uh, skipping over to Denver, uh, catching a bird out of Bozeman to go down to Denver, then driving up to Laramie, Wyoming. Excited to check out War Memorial Stadium and the University of Wyoming campus. A uh, place I've thought about a lot in my life and uh, never been to before. So excited to go check out what Wyoming has to offer as Montana State opens up their football season Saturday afternoon at War Memorial at 2 p.m. About 25 minutes from now, Kevin McKinney, Senior Associate Athletic Director at Wyoming, longtime color commentator and former Sports Information Director, will join us to give us a little bit more of a scoop on what we're expecting, uh, both for this upcoming game, but also some history on the Pokes. I know the Pokes have always been, Cowboys. Wyoming Cowboys have always been a school of much interest around these parts because Wyoming is a small state, just like Montana. They do have a definitive advantage of only having one school in the state, just from a funding perspective, as well as a football perspective. 
Uh, but I know that a lot of Montana and Montana State fans have always, I don't know if dreamt is the right word, but had illusions and or had wonderings, had had uh, questions, musings, if Montana could be on the level of Wyoming because Wyoming has played a, a level above the two Big Sky schools in the state of Montana for quite some time. So uh, good insight by Kevin McKinney. That'll be our ESPN roundtable coming up here at the top of the hour. But now we have to get to our coach's corner. Each week we'll feature a different coach from all varieties of levels of sports, particularly the high school level, but sometimes it'll be college levels as well. But the coach's corner, uh, one of our favorite segments. And uh, happy about this, Andrew Houghton contributing some interviews for us here. He caught up with Bryce Carver earlier this week. Here is Hamilton's head football coach, the Bronx 48-6 victors over Corvallis on Friday night. And uh, got a big one coming up against Dylan. Bryce Carver's a Dylan native. He played for the University of Montana. So Dylan always a huge clash when it comes to uh, the Bronx of Hamilton and the Beavers of Beaverhead County High School. I know it means a little extra for Coach Carver because it's his hometown. Here's what Bryce Carver had to say about his team's week one win and its week two matchup against his high school alma mater. Well, we're here with Bryce Carver, head coach of the Hamilton football team. Hamilton coming off a 46-8 to win over Corvallis in the season opener. Bryce, why don't we just talk about that first game? I mean, what did you see from your team? What did you take out of it? Yeah, you know, I thought we did some good things. Uh, it was a little different just in the fact that Corvallis had a whole new coaching staff. Um, so we didn't have a real good idea of, of what they were going to do offensively or defensively. So um, just had to kind of prepare our kids just in general and um, I think once they got out there and, uh, you know, we got kind of going, I think they did some really good things and then executed and just had a lot of fun out there. I know a lot of times in the first week of the season, I mean, there's a, a lot of sloppiness, you know, maybe some, some missed assignments, missed execution. How do you think your kids did on that stuff? I think good. I mean, I think we had, uh, you know, one penalty um, in the game and, uh, you know, we had some fumbles, you know, just with exchanges with running backs and stuff. And, and other than that, I, I thought we, you know, had a pretty clean game for, you know, like you said, first game of the year. Tell me a little bit about your team. I mean, what kind of team are you expecting to, to be this year? I mean, what do you like to run and what's sort of the identity of, of Hamilton this year? Yeah, I think we're still kind of up in the air on what that's going to be. Uh, you know, I think as the year goes on, we'll, we'll become more comfortable about, you know, what we're successful at and what we want to um, you know, take advantage of and focus on. But, uh, you know, we got a young old line in the, in the fact that, you know, we got a lot of guys that haven't played a lot of football. Um, and that's kind of the same at our skill positions too on offense. But I, I think we're, we've got skill guys and, and guys that are talented. I think we just need some more experience um, to be able to get where we want to be. Uh, you know, we are, you know, at quarterback, we're pretty set with having Tyson uh, Rostad back, um, you know, great athlete and great leader so that that definitely helps and um as we get to the defensive side kind of kind of the same thing we just got you know guys that haven't played a lot of football uh, for us in some spots and so as the year goes on i think we'll get better and as those guys get more experience and uh hopefully we're playing our best football towards the end of the year Grizz fans will of course recognize the name rostad tyson's older brother carson rostad playing for montana right now i hear tyson's a pretty good athlete himself though really, really good athlete i should say <laughs> yeah he's uh, you know, we've been pretty blessed to have um, a Rostad at quarterback now for about seven years. So, 
um, it's been pretty beneficial for us. Have you seen any, you know, what's his development been like for, for Tyson? I mean, what's he what's he improved on over the offseason? I think he's gotten more accurate and just, I mean, became more comfortable with the offense. He, he did a great job coming in last year. You know, he started at wide out as a sophomore for us um, when his brother was still playing quarterback. And then last year, it was his first year. Um, at quarterback, and I think he's just gotten better as the offseason's gone on. Um, you know, he had, he had shoulder surgery uh, back in December, and I think healing up from that and, and just focusing on, on getting ready, it, you know, really has shown his maturity level and um, how much he cares about being successful. Bryce Carver, Hamilton head coach. You guys started off well, and of course you're coming off a, a great season from last year. You went 10-1 and before losing to Laurel in the playoffs. I mean, where do you guys see yourself in the landscape of Class A football this year? Like I said, I think it's all up in the air. You know, we have a really, really tough test this weekend down in Dillon. Um, a team that's got a lot of you know, a lot of history and, and, and a very good program, well-coached, and they've got great athletes. And so um, that's our biggest focus right now is is going down there and trying to come away with a win. And, you know, then we got Frenchtown next week, who who's, again, been a playoff team the last three or four years. So uh, both good teams in these next two weeks. And, and I think that, you know, after this week, it'll kind of shape up of where we're at and where where we need to be to be successful the rest of the year. Aside from a guy like, like Tyson Rostad, I mean, how many players did you bring back off that team that had, you know, so much success last year? I think offensively, about five. Um, and you know, that, that played significant minutes. Um, and defensively, probably about three or four. So, like I said, a lot of guys, um, you know, haven't got a lot of varsity minutes in, in active time. I mean, these guys did get some backup role time in some games that we were fortunate enough to be, be ahead in. Uh, but in terms of a lot of varsity minutes and being the starting guy, we're not, you know, we're not very experienced in that aspect. How do you try to bring kids like that along? I mean, especially knowing that they're stepping into a team that does have some experienced talent, a team that's that's won a lot of games recently. Yeah, I think just, you know, them following along with, um, you know, the guys before them that have been good leaders and understanding the importance of, you know, when it's your time, how, how uh, we want things done and how we want to be successful. So, um, you know, we really focus on these kids when they're younger and, um, you know, preach our culture here and, and what we want. And so as they get older, they, they kind of got that mindset. And uh, when it's their turn, you know, we just continue to coach them up and uh, hopefully they get, you know, that they're ready to go by the time they get their number called. Big game against Dylan coming up this week, as you, as you mentioned. I mean, just what's your what's your take on Dylan just from, from looking at the film on them? Um, you know, what are you expecting from them this week? Yeah, they're a very well-coached team. Um, you know, they don't make many mistakes. Uh, you know, and, and it's always a battle when, when you're down there and, and, and with a team who knows how to win a lot of games. Um, they're a fast team, fast and physical, and, um, you know, they lost this weekend but but had a great chance to probably win that game. Um, probably should have won that game, but uh, I think they're going to be ready to go. You know, we've, we've kind of gone back and forth and had some great games these last five years, so... Um, I know they'll be ready, and, and as will we. We talked about Tyson Rostad a little bit. Who who else, you know, are the players to watch for you guys? I mean, the the, the kids you're really going to be relying on this year. Yeah, you know, we return, uh, you know, Liam O'Connell, who was a wide receiver, linebacker for us last year, was an All-State player. Um, he's good, good athletes, only a junior. He's doing really well. We got another couple slot guys and Eli Taylor and Tyson Bowder, who – um, they're smaller but quicker guys that we try to get the ball in their hands and let them do some things. And 
Um, and then, and then up front, we, you know, we got a, a sophomore in Andrew Burroughs who started last year at line as a freshman and, um, some other guys that are just filling in and, uh, you know, and then Tyson and then at our running back level, we just going to kind of go with a couple different guys and see who finally emerges as the guy that we want to go with. So, um, I don't know if we'll be as much featured on some guys this year as kind of we have been in the past, and, which is good. And I think we'll be able to spread it out and not let teams focus so much on a couple guys. And you're a guy that likes to spread it out. I mean, throw the ball around, but but sort of play that way. I mean, how do you think that style of play helps you guys? Yeah, I just think it gives us, you know, different opportunities against people. Um, you know, it gives us different options that we can attack people in if they want to play some certain, certain coverages or fronts defensively. And, um, and also, it gives us the opportunity to play fast and, and try to get more offensive plays on the other team. And that's what we want. We want to wear guys down and play extremely fast in what we do. So um, it's been successful for us over the years, and um, we're going to stick with it. Bryce Carver, head coach of the Hamilton Bronx. Hamilton going into a game against Dillon this weekend. Uh, Bryce, thank you so much for, for coming on, and thank you for your time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. So there you go. Thanks to Andrew Houghton for tracking that down. He'll continue to contribute to our Big Sky Conference and prep coverage, both football and otherwise. Also, tease for later on this week. Probably debut our, uh, at least an excerpt of our uh, football podcast. And by football, I mean not football, but football. The beautiful game, soccer. Andrew's a big soccer buff. So he and Jackson Wagner recorded a good podcast that featured some commentary about the Grizz soccer team, so we'll play that a little later on this week here on Nuanas. Now, it is ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. You got fancy football questions? You like hot wings? We got you covered. 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Text your questions about your fantasy football squad to me for your chance to enter to win a dozen wings for the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. It's a wing at Wednesday with some fantasy football advice here on Nuanas. Now, right after this. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Radio. Tonight, ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Thanks so much for being with us here. Coulter Nuanas broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, 
is new to Missoula. They're located at the corner of Stevens and Mount here in the Garden City. You can also find them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Time now for Wingy Wednesday. The renewed and, and uh, new version of Wingy Wednesday. Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill been a phenomenal and uh, day one supporter of Talk Radio in Missoula. They were on board all the way back when it was Tuesdays with Tutel. Rolled with us for the Tutel and Tucker days, the Tutel and Nuanas days, and now still with us here on Nuanas now. Thanks to Brian, the King of Wings, and all the fine ladies and gentlemen down at the Desperado because I love that place, and uh, they're awesome. But they have the best wings in the city of Missoula, and we are going to get you entered in to win a dozen of them here today. So our Wing It Wednesday is now transformed into our fantasy football advice segment. So if you have questions, comments, you need to know who to play, you want some evaluation on your roster, text us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. And we'll give you some uh, advice on your fantasy football team as well as uh, getting you all set up, at least entered in, to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. I had a fantasy draft the other day, uh, and it was an auction-style draft. It was our ABC Fox Montana draft. So ABC Fox, the, the the mothership, as it were, of SWX Montana here. So playing with some familiar names and faces, uh, probably the sports fans out there know all about Sean Rainey, who co-hosts this show with me from time to time, SWX Montana Sports Director. Alex Esterman, she's doing a great job over there in Bozeman as a, a all-purpose reporter there in southwest Montana covering high school sports and college sports and doing a great job for SWX. And uh, a couple other people from ABC Fox, but this is an auction-style draft. So $200 bankroll is what we get, and uh, each person, when it's your turn to pick, you get a little uh, – you get to nominate a player. You don't necessarily have to then – uh, win that player, but you do get the initial bid, so you can sort of cue the maestro, so to speak. And our draft went straight off the rails on the second pick of the whole draft. $200 bankroll. So you got, uh, you know, you don't want to really spend more than about 60 bucks on somebody because then you're going to have a hard time building the rest of your roster. And I actually uh, blew my whole bankroll on a couple of Minnesota Vikings, which... Of course, I love the Vikings, but uh, I should know better because, you know, they're they're hardly ever really good. Usually pretty good, good enough to break your heart, <laughs> but usually not incredibly good. But I, I just couldn't stomach a season not having Dalvin Cook on my squad. I know he's, he's had a hard time putting it all together and staying healthy, but I do think he's one of, if not the best running back in the league when he is at full strength. So he's a guy I really wanted. And Justin Jefferson had an outstanding rookie year, and, uh, I, and I got him for an okay deal, so... Uh, here we are. But our draft went totally off the rails because there was a bidding war for Patrick Mahomes. Usually in these auction-style drafts where you have a $200 bankroll, a, a really expensive quarterback would be like a $20 quarterback. Most, more, more realistically, more like a $15 quarterback, and most quarterbacks are going for a dollar or $2. I got Matt Ryan for a buck. You know, guys like... Russell Wilson and Tom Brady, they're going for two, three, four bucks. Well, the bidding war commenced with the number two overall pick, which 
for a quarterback is already crazy uh, for Patrick Mahomes. And he had a couple people really going after it and going for it. And uh, Patrick Mahomes ended up going for $76, which is the most I have ever seen for a single player in an auction-style draft. I, To be fair, I've only done about a half a dozen of these auction-style ones. I usually do the traditional snake drafts. But uh, $76 for a quarterback right out the gates. Man, <laughs> amazing. Couldn't believe it was real. Uh, but congratulations to whoever got Patrick Mahomes. If you have fantasy football advice, you want to be entered in to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, give us a call or shoot us a text, 888-1029. That's 888 888- 1029 If you send us a text giving us questions or comments or needing some advice on who to play, who to sit, uh, or so just you know who who you think some of the top prospects are coming into your fantasy draft, we got you covered and it'll also get you entered in to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill as part of our Wing It Wednesday. I'm always a little bit uh, apprehensive about my team. I always think I do great when it comes to snake drafts, but then it almost always has to do with uh, luck more than anything Um, because who stays healthy? I mean, if you have a great draft and you have some great picks and uh, then your main guys get hurt, well, you know, it's not really your fault. But these auction-style drafts, I actually – I never really know how I did. But here's my squad. I know the, there's the cliche, and I always tell my buddies this, nobody cares about your fantasy football squad. But for the sake of conversation, or if you want to get involved, you want to rate my fantasy squad, you want to get yourself entered in for a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, you can by texting us at 888 But here's my squad. My quarterback's Matt Ryan, as I mentioned. I also got um, Dalvin Cook and Melvin Gordon as my two running backs, so happy about Dalvin Cook. Mm, I don't know what I think of of Melvin Gordon. I also got Miles Gaskin. Melvin Gordon's been sort of a feast or famine guy in fantasy. When he stays healthy, he's still pretty talented, but uh, does he have any tread left on the tires? I'm not sure, so we'll see. But I got Miles Gaskin, who should be a feature guy uh, in Miami, so that's okay. My receivers are good. I got Justin Jefferson, Julio Jones, and Jamar Chase, rookie out of LSU. Also got Debo Samuel off from San Francisco 49ers. And I got Henry Ruggs, who I think is a guy that maybe people are sort of overlooking. Or I don't know, overlooking. They, they just He seems to have sort of lost his luster, but I still think he's got elite speed. And he still could be okay, so we'll, we'll see. But I do have sort of a, a receiver-heavy roster here, which is... Unfortunate. I only got a couple running backs, but I uh, love my tight end, Darren Waller. I think he's one of the best in the league. So, I don't know. My fantasy squad for this ABC Fox League is okay. I keep telling myself I'm going to not do so many fantasy leagues or maybe not do any fantasy at all, but I just cannot keep coming back for more. You know, if you, if you need the fix, you need the fix. And I need the fix. Uh, a couple questions that have been texted in. Uh, somebody texted, should I be drafting Pitts more than a top wideout? Uh, or, uh, or should I be, excuse me, should I be drafting Pitts more like a top wideout than a top tight end? That's Kyle Pitts, number four overall pick from Florida. I think he's a can't-miss guy, but I don't really know if you want to be drafting him over a top, top wide receiver. Probably some guys I would take over him. But uh, Pitts is going to be productive, and I think he's going to be Matt Ryan's, one of his go-to guys. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe you do roll the dice on, on Kyle Pitts because I do think he has a chance at least uh, to be pretty darn good. 
Keep your questions coming. If you have some, we'll continue to get you entered in to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Uh, or, uh, and we'll continue to answer your fancy football questions as well. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Great pleasure to catch up with this guy earlier today. He's Kevin McKinney, Senior Athletic Director from Wyoming, as well as Sports Information Guy and a color commentator for the Cowboys football team. He'll give you all the need to know, a history lesson on the Wyoming Cowboys as part of our ESPN roundtable right after this. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. <laughs> 